You're listening to Women in World War II, a novel experience, hosted by me, Anna Parker Naples. I'm taking you through the journey of writing and publishing my first historical novel, focusing on the history of women at home in Britain, the Bletchley Park girls, the factory girls, the Wrens, the Wafts and the Land girls. I'll be sharing with you the challenges of the research, the learning and the writing struggles as I celebrate with you the women at home in Britain in the 1940s. In this episode, I wanted to share with you my decisions to decide to write this book now. Why did it no longer feel that it was a rainy day topic? Why was this no longer a project that I could do one day in the future? I had a particularly challenging 2021 on the back of the challenges we all had and shared in the pandemic. And there was something about the beginning of the pandemic and the shared experience in that I hesitate to say the word excitement and intrigue and anticipation of what was going on in the political environment, in the news, as we were beginning to tune in on a daily basis to listen to the leaders of our country whatever your thoughts are on Boris Johnson, it was compelling watching to at five o'clock or six o'clock or whatever time their daily announcements were. So many people, particularly me and my daughters, were hooked on what was the latest announcement. And After that period, there was then a bit of antipathy. And I'll be honest and say that there was an excitement about it because it was the unknown, coupled with a fear about, are we going to have our lives and our way of life? Are our family and those people close to us are still going to be here? Are we still going to be here? And I think that that for me, it kept making me think about when has this previously happened for our nation? And the answer was, well, for our grandparents, where they felt out of control, but they knew something life-changing was happening, that this was a significant moment. So I'd been thinking that there were some incredible parallels to be drawn from that. On a personal note, in 2021, whilst my business began to skyrocket, and actually I think that 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 happened as a direct result. There were benefits to me and my online business about podcasting and visibility as a result of the pandemic. And there were opportunities there that weren't there previously. I then went into this period where suddenly I had to sit and reflect on what was going on for me. I didn't feel well. I wasn't eating right. I wasn't getting enough sunlight. We were staying in much more. I was not socialising in the way that I ordinarily would. And this coupled with some intense pressures around looking after the wider family, not just being responsible for my children and my husband, but suddenly having unexpected and deep responsibility thrust upon my shoulders began to, once those problems and challenges started to settle, that made me look at 
what it means to live and what it means to no longer be here. That's how serious those issues were around me. Began to make me think about, well, what is it to live a good life? And I noticed that I wasn't feeling well in myself, that the amount of pressure I'd been under had begun to impact lots of things, my confidence, my energy levels, my level of emotion, the pressure of what was going on in the external world coupled with what was going on in my own life meant that tears were very close to the surface for a period of time. And I actually removed myself from my business where ordinarily I'm very visible. That's a lot about what my personal brand and my story is about. And where do I fit now? I have over the last five years developed a very strong business, but is that enough for me? Is it enough for me to focus solely on the money or is there actually more to me? And one of the things that I realized was, at heart, I'm a creative. My m- Most of my childhood, most of my teenage life, my early adulthood was in the pursuit of being an actor and having an established career. And that's because I was always fascinated with other people's lives. How do we tell other people's lives? How do we share other people's lives? And there was a desire for me to re-enter that creative world as opposed to the entrepreneurial world, which does allow some elements of creativity, but it's in a different way. And I started to think about, well, what would I really want? And for me, this came down to having something that was not my family, that was not the pressures of running a household, the responsibilities of running a household, We live in a village, so I'm very involved in getting the children to school every day and home from school and taking them to their clubs as they started to open up again post the major parts of lockdown. That was not my work. I run a very successful podcast agency with lots of trainings and DIY courses. And that was not my external personal brand profile, if you like. I've always had this fascination with World War II as a result of, at 16, studying Anne Frank in detail, ready for performance. And I began to think, well, what if? What if now that I have published, self-published two books for business and I've proved that I can be a writer, I get good feedback about the way that they're written, that they're engaging, that I take people on a journey... I was gaining confidence in my skills as a writer. And I began to think, well, when am I going to do this project that's been niggling at me for the last eight years? And I started to think, well, I've just hit 44. I'm in my mid-40s now. If I'm serious and committed to telling this story and not just a story, but actually a historical, important political and military background that my town has that is under-celebrated and unknown by most people, but that really helped the results that were achieved, the incredible results that were achieved at Bletchley Park. If I want that in 10 years' time to be common knowledge and to be out there and seen in the world, well, 
that doesn't start in 10 years' time. That starts because I begin the journey right now. I was also really aware that my social connections in person had diminished over lockdown. And that was something that was challenging to me. I'm a gregarious person. In some ways, I consider that I'm an introvert. I need to have time on my own to process things. But I thrive off being in environments where I'm learning alongside other people. I'm often that slightly annoying student in the room where I will ask a lot of questions because I just want to know. It brings me alive and it energises myself. So I knew that whatever I was going to do with this project, I didn't want to do it completely in a bubble on my own. I knew that I had serious limitations on how, on my knowledge on how to write a fiction, on how to take interesting stories and turn them into a screenplay, albeit that I have some connections to those worlds as a result of my previous acting background and as a result of some of the incredible entrepreneurial people all around the world and internationally. So I decided that if I was going to do this project, I wanted it not just to be something that sits unpublished in my drawer for the rest of my life, but that I was going to bring my entrepreneurial attitudes to creating whatever I'm creating. I don't know how it's going to pan out. And there's a vulnerability in that. But I was prepared to go after this as though it was an important part of my life and that it was an important, potentially commercial venture. I have big visions for what I want to create and who knows what will happen. But if I don't set that intention, then it certainly won't. So I began to I began to look around for courses that would support me, but that also allowed me to be super present in my business as I needed to be. I knew that doing a, a year-long creative MA, a creative writing MA, was not going to work for my lifestyle. And there's a part of me that actually I'm not terribly interested in qualification for qualification's sake. I'm much more interested in the action taking and the creation of a product, in this case, the book and later potentially the film or the TV series. So it had to start now. I also knew that having self-published twice before, that I would love for this project or whatever is born of this project to become something that I pitch to a traditional publishing company so that I have their support so that I have access to some of their marketing abilities and their abilities to potentially get the book into hard copies into stores, which is more challenging as a self-published author. I, whilst in my business, my first two books, Get Visible and Podcast with Impact, are very much income drivers for the business in terms of how they nurture and warm people up to purchase other products and courses and what to work with me and my team inside the podcast agency. This was for a different reason. This was for a much more artistic reason and the reason of wanting this knowledge to about the impacts and the changes that happened to women of that period to be understood on a certainly on a national level 
As I researched courses, I was really drawn to work with an institute that was one, respected, two, convenient for me to get to, and three, was producing a high output of quality work that then was revered and celebrated through awards and prizes and that a lot of, a high portion of their participants went on to treat writing as a career, uh, that they became novelists. You can never know what's going to happen. But for me, I was definitely going in with a, this, I want to make this an important part of my life. I knew I needed support. I knew I needed new people in my life. As I said, lockdown for me, some of my friendships diminished or my desire to get together with people without purpose had lessened slightly. And so I knew that having other people on the journey with me was going to be crucial. And one of the things that I liked about the course at Faber Academy was that the whole purpose isn't just to learn about the writing skills, but the focus is on writing your novel, which I think is a different beast. I also like the fact that the cohorts were handpicked to bring richness to the group, handpicked for their writing abilities, that the course was really well respected. It was the first of its kind in the UK and that it's attached to an incredible literary agency that's massively respected. And so those opportunities that I know from a commercial angle that I'm going to want to pitch this novel, I'm going to want to send it to agents and be introduced to publishers. And in many ways, the premise of the course that I chose and that I applied to allows all of those things. I had this wonderful moment of synchronicity where this course popped up on my Facebook sponsored ad feed. And I knew, sometimes you know, don't you? You see something and you think that is for me, the timing's right, the location's right. It's happening very soon. So I have to, I have to take action to make this happen. This isn't something I can sit on for months and months and months. I also knew that I was ready to make a shift in my life at the same time as building my business. So it wasn't that I wanted to drop that world and everything that I've built there and exclusively be the tortured artist. I want them to run in parallel. And this seemed like a really great way to do that. And so far, so good. And if you're listening to this, I would encourage you to think about if you want to be a writer yourself, how can you get the best quality support? Because it isn't showing your work is vulnerable and it isn't always the right thing to do to share it with your immediate friends and family. Whereas coming together with a group of essentially strangers or with different backgrounds, but who also share the desire and the motivation to help and encourage and nurture your work, your work, not your ego, is a very different experience. As I said, so far, so good. The course is 10 minute walk from Euston, which for me makes it incredibly easy to get there. I can do the school run. I can in the morning, I can do the school pickups. I don't have to rely on other childcare 
which I think as a parent is really important to me. It also fits in well with my business. It means I have just one day out of the business, which I used to do on a Friday in order to be a lady of leisure or maybe hoover the house. Uh, So uh, this felt like the right thing. But making the application to the course was really challenging. And I'm going to share with you in another episode how I felt about that and how I went about it. It pushed my buttons a little bit. It took me outside of my comfort zone, as I think this entire process is going to do. Thank you for listening to Women in World War II, a novel experience. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I would love to hear from you. So reach out to me on Instagram at Anna Parker Naples. Let's make sure we celebrate these incredible women at home in Britain in World War II.